episode of dynasty after dark i'm your host calvin timms and i hope everybody had a good thanksgiving it was a nice long weekend last weekend kind of great a uh, little break there before christmas with all the holidays upcoming and yeah it was just really nice to uh kick back and relax last weekend it wasn't great because uh, i got absolutely decimated on thanksgiving day by a lot of injuries uh, to a lot of my teams um, I have DeAndre Swift basically everywhere, and he got injured in like the first drive, or maybe it was the second drive by the Lions on the uh, on the start of the day. So I knew it was going to be a great weekend of fantasy football. Traded for Christian McCaffrey in another league, and he got injured and is now out for the season. So yeah, it was just a very very fun weekend. But in this league, in the ERI Dynasty League, man, what a nail biter! Ultimately, my matchup against Jim, uh, like I said, I got decimated by injury going into the Sunday night games. It was it was pretty close. Um, ultimately, we kept it very very close, and it came down to Monday night. The uh, the DK Metcalf led uh, Seattle Seahawks versus um, the Washington Football Team, and I thought it was over. I was down basically 1.8 points uh jim had dk metcalf left to go and i thought it was just over i i didn't really expect much going through the game watching watching really kind of ignoring it to the most for the most part because i didn't want to see dk metcalf get that catch and and just crush my hopes and dreams but going through the game dk had no catches and it gets down to the two minute drill of the last quarter the fourth quarter and DK Metcalf still has no catches. He only has one target on the day, and Russell Wilson is throwing like lame ducks left, right, and center. It's looking like there's a chance I might get a victory. And going down, they get to the third down, and Russell Wilson throws a bad pass, but there's a pass interference on the call, so now it's a first down. All right, first play, they dump it off to the running back. Second play, Russell Wilson gets sacked. Oh my gosh, it's like first or third and forever. It's like third and 18 or something like that. Uh, third and 12, third and 14. I don't remember exactly the stats. And I'm like, all right, all they have to do is just stop him right here. Russell drops back, throws the pass. DK Metcalf, one catch on the night with one minute left in the game and uh, ultimately sealed my fate up up against Jim. The next play was a touchdown by Seattle where they ultimately couldn't get the onside kick to get the ball back, so the game was over. So, nuts. Fantasy football is absolutely nuts. It's heartbreaking. Um, I love it, but I hate it at the same time. Congratulations to Jim. Uh, Almost single-handedly probably knocked me out of playoffs, though there are a few chances I have left. And it was pretty crazy because uh, ultimately last week, the three bottom teams all got a victory. Ken coming out of the woodwork with the number one points on the week to uh, beat Rick last week, which is great because uh, we'll get into that shortly. One of the few ways I can get back into playoffs, there's a few scenarios. One of them involves Rick uh, losing out and me knocking him out of playoffs. I have to win out, he has to lose out. So 
it's going to be fun as we kind of get towards the end these last two weeks. Uh, I'm down pretty much all of my running backs this week going up against Rick. But yeah, let's jump into it. And real quick, so I lost to Jim. Uh, Jim ultimately got the victory. Jim is ultimately knocked out of playoffs. Uh, so it was just kind of a spoiler season for him. Um, Keelan beat James, which keeps me and James tied, uh, which is kind of funny. Uh, Keelan's actually only half a game behind me and James. I don't think he can make playoffs, but I guess there's always a chance. Keelan and his magic bunny that he pulls out of his hat every single year uh, can beat Rick, which is great because Rick is now 7-5. and five. Dan ultimately beat Braden, which keeps Braden down, only one game ahead of me. So there's another potential out I have for playoffs. And just as a funny note, uh, also congratulations, Ryan. Ryan had his second baby this last weekend. Uh, congratulations, everything's going well with him. I hope it's all, he, he's kind of used to it. It wasn't his first Keelan, you know. Uh, Keelan had his first not too long ago. There's a little difference between the first and the second. But uh, yeah, congratulations, Ryan. I'm still rooting for you to lose because I'm tired of you getting the title every single year. But Ryan ultimately lost to Eric, which now makes them tied uh, for second place. Ryan has Eric on points right now, but uh, record-wise, they are tied. So going into week 13, we have two weeks left until playoffs. Dan is number one. He has secured a bye uh, at 10-2 and two this year. So it doesn't really matter what happens the last two weeks. Dan will get a bye in playoffs. Ryan and Eric are tied at 8-4. and four. One of those two will most likely get a bye unless they both lose out and Rick can win out and get the number two bye, which would be a crazy scenario. Uh, Rick is in fourth place at 7-5. and five. Braden in fifth place at six and six. James and myself are tied at five and seven. James is the last place team. He's got me by a massive amount of points, points that I'm not going to be able to overcome in two weeks, not with my team right now. So uh, I just need to beat him out if I want a chance at playoffs. So yeah, it's coming down to the wire. And then (laughs) sneaky in eighth place right now is Keelan at four, seven and one. Um, It's... There's there's crazier things that have happened. I won't say Keelan's going to make it, but it ultimately would not shock me. So this week, there was a few big moves that I wanted to talk about, and um, the first of which is a trade that I ultimately made in the league. I traded, because Dalvin Cook got injured, um, I ultimately did not want to keep him any longer. I, t- I tried to get the best value that I could for him, and I traded him to Rick, who is a potential playoff team as of right now. Uh, Dalvin Cook and Ryan Tannehill for Justin Fields, A.J. Dillon, and a first-round pick. And the uh, it, this was kind of the perfect trap. It, and I'm going to say it's a trap for Rick. Um, it, it really is, but it isn't at the same time. Dalvin Cook is a great player. It's only a trap if what I'm about to lay out does ultimately happen. But... I love this trade for myself. I get a little bit younger with A.J. Dillon. I get a first-round pick, and I get an upgrade potentially, hopefully long-term with Justin Fields over Ryan Tannehill. Um, So I do like this pick, and Rick gets Dalvin Cook, another star for his team. He's got Najee and Dalvin Cook. Uh, If Dalvin Cook comes back this year, that's a pretty powerful duo. If he doesn't, it's still a really good duo in 2022 as well. So the reason why I called this a little bit of a trap pick was 
I traded two players that I cannot play for the rest of the season. Dalvin Cook's not coming back um, until week 15 at the earliest. Brian Tannehill was out this week, uh, so I wasn't going to play him anyway, but he's back next week. But yeah, I mean, it's a quarterback who really cares. And I get A.J. Dillon, a running back that I can use after he's off his bye this week. Justin Fields, a quarterback that may be startable, I guess, in a pinch. Um, I'm not planning on it this week, but uh, we'll see how that goes. Ultimately, he's for the long-term future and a first-round pick. And the reason why I called this a trap trade for Rick is because I get a player that I can use to help me push for playoffs. I am playing Rick this week. Um, So if I beat Rick, I get one game behind him and Braden plays him next week. So there's a good chance that Braden could win against Rick next week because he's not going to have A.J. Dillon against Braden. He'll have Dalvin Cook, which he cannot play. So there's a real chance that Braden wins over Rick and knocks Rick out of playoffs if that were to happen. Now, if Rick gets knocked out of playoffs, that first round pick will be a top four pick next year. So I have the possibility of getting a top four pick in addition to AJ Dillon and Justin Fields. So like I said, it was the ultimate trap pick because it does hurt Rick in the next couple of weeks that might make him vulnerable to falling out of playoffs, but we'll see how that goes. I'm not going to cross my, I'm not going to hold my breath that I'm going to make playoffs or that Rick is going to get knocked out of playoffs. Uh, There's just too many situations that can happen. This ultimately does rely on James winning out as well to knock Rick out of playoffs. So um, Braden has to just win one game. James would have to win out. I have to win out. Rick has to lose out. So it's uh, there's a lot of uh, a lot of variables I would say that need to go in my favor for Rick to uh, get a top four pick. Which, funnily enough, because we do the lottery system could be the number one overall pick. We'll see. I I really doubt it, but uh, it would be hilarious if Rick doesn't make playoffs and I get the 101 because of this Dalvin Cook trade and I make playoffs on top of it. That would be the the cherry on top, I guess, of this trade. So that was the biggest thing I wanted to talk about. Now, the other few moves that were interesting, Eric did ultimately add Foster Moreau again. Um, He had dropped him. He has Darren Waller. Darren Waller's out for a couple weeks. Uh, I added Taylor Heineke. He's been looking pretty good. My quarterback situation has been a nightmare. That's why I wanted Justin Fields so badly. And Taylor Heineke hasn't been the best um, on the season. He's not the best fantasy player, but he's had some really decent weeks. um, And he's been okay other times. Like he's not He's not a world beater, but he's going up against Vegas this week. I prefer him over Daniel Jones. Daniel Jones might not even play. And if that's the case, then I'm, I really don't want to roll with uh, Jimmy Garoppolo this week without Debo Samuel. Um, Trey Lance, I can't play. And Justin Fields, uh, don't love that either. So Taylor Heineke, um, maybe lead me to a victory over Rick uh, this week, hopefully. Uh, we'll see how that goes. Dan dropped Cam Newton for Taysom Hill, which is kind of funny. Um, Cam might be all right, actually, but Taysom is, I mean, I probably prefer Cam. Cam can't throw. Taysom can throw, but uh, Taysom has nobody to throw to. At least Cam has decent weapons on that side. That's kind of a a lateral move there. Um, I added Boston Scott. Again, my running backs are absolutely bleeding this week. 
So hopefully Miles Sanders does not play and I can just have Boston Scott to myself this week. That would be great. And then um, I did drop AJ Green to do that. And uh, Air, uh, Rick added Deshaun Jackson, dropped the Texans defense, and added Gerald Everett as well. So a few interesting moves, mostly by myself, just trying to scratch together a win this week because I have to win against Rick this week. Um, my whole trade strategy depends on it, but we will break that down here shortly once I jump into this week's matchups. And I'm going to cover all of the matchups for this week just because uh, we're getting so close to playoffs and there's so many implications that I just want to cover all of them. So my matchup up against Rick, going into it, I'm 5-7, and seven, Rick is 7-5. and five. Again, I touched on it earlier. If I win out, Rick loses out. I have him so heavily in points. Um, I, I just there's no chance that he can overtake me in points. Um, I've got him by over 120 points on the season. That's tough to do in two weeks. So if I can win this week, he ain't doing it in in one week. I can guarantee you that. So um, I will be able to knock Rick out of playoffs, but. Man, I just got to say, my team has been so disappointing this year. It is depressing. All these guys that should be elite options, Allen Robinson, uh, Robert Woods before I traded him, Clyde Edwards-Alaire before I traded him, Dalvin Cook, kind of inconsistent. Like It's just been crazy how unproductive my team has been for fantasy. So hopefully my team can turn the corner here to round out the season, but Again, I'm not holding my breath on that. So quarterbacks, he has Derek Carr. I have Taylor Heineke. These two are playing this week. Um, Ultimately, I think I actually prefer Taylor Heineke in this one over Derek Carr. Uh, Washington's defense has been putting it together. I know they played lame duck uh, Russell Wilson last week, who can't even throw the ball, but they have been just playing a lot better the last couple weeks. So I think Washington might make Las Vegas struggle just a little bit. And Vegas has been playing a little bit easier as the season goes on. Um, They've been dealing with a lot of crap after the John Gruden situation. So, um, yeah, Vegas has just been a little inconsistent. They can come out here and just come out guns blazing and absolutely light the Washington defense up. But I think that uh, Taylor Heineke's got a little bit of a rushing upside. Antonio Gibson, this offensive line have been clicking. Curtis Samuel is finally back out on the field. So I do really like uh, Taylor Heineke this week. And last week, Taylor Heineke had 11 points, but he did have a touchdown, in my opinion, to Logan Thomas that did not get uh, counted. It was, I thought it was a touchdown, but that was about like six extra points, seven extra points that would have been added. So If you get that, he would have had 18 points last week, which is perfectly fine for our league for quarterback. So I will take 18 points from Taylor Heineke. I've been averaging like 10 a week for my quarterback. It's been murder out here. So I think I give the slight edge to Taylor Heineke over Derek Carr, but I think it's pretty close. Now, running backs, this is where he absolutely smashes me. He has David Montgomery up against Arizona. Don't like that matchup very much, to be honest with you. But then he has Najee up against Baltimore. Both of those defenses are very good against the run, but both of those running backs are going to get so much volume, I don't think it matters. Um, Going up against my running backs, again, I have Miles Sanders in there right now. I'm hoping he doesn't play so I can put Boston Scott in and feel really comfortable about it. 
Um, and I'm also playing Leonard Fournette. Leonard Fournette gets Atlanta, so that is a great matchup. Miles Sanders gets the Jets, which is also a great matchup. So I have the better matchups on paper, but he has the better guaranteed volume. So it's kind of a, a coin flip. And I do got to say, I didn't start Leonard Fournette last week, and I'm just so sad about that. If I would have had it, oh, I'd be one game behind Rick right now, and things would be so, so different. But yeah, we'll see. I do give the advantage to Rick and his running backs this week. Um, I just think that the volume that those two guys are going to get, the chances that they get a touchdown are so much higher than my guys. Uh, Bruce Arians might might give uh, Leonard Fournette a very reduced workload this week just because of how much he did last week with the four touchdowns. Might give a little bit more to Ronald Jones. It's very tough to predict how Bruce Arians is going to game plan his teams week to week. Now, wide receiver, he's got Devonta Smith up against the Jets. Um, he's got Hunter Renfro up against Washington. He, I am going to go C.D. Lamb up against New Orleans and Keenan Allen up against Cincinnati. Uh, C.D. Lamb is very interesting. Um, he's going to be back this week. He was out with the concussion last week. It is up against New Orleans, so he's going to be against Marshawn Lattimore. And there is no Amari Cooper this week. I, I think he's traveling with the team, but unless he gets another negative COVID test in that time, he's not going to be playing. So, um C.D. Lamb without Amari Cooper does make me a little nervous. He hasn't shown the elite tendencies that you really want to see um, of a number one wide receiver. So uh, it does make me a little nervous. He'd be getting the number one corner in Lattimore. Uh, I just, I don't know. I can't guarantee that he would have a very good week this week. But I will say I would take him over Hunter Renfro up against Washington. Again, Washington playing a little bit better. Um, So I think that that does give me an advantage. Uh, C.D. Lamb is very explosive when he gets the ball in his hands, so I think that they're going to game plan him up quite a bit in this game as long as he's healthy because of the whole Zeke injury that he's dealing with the shin splints as well. Um, I'm also playing Keenan Allen up against Cincinnati. Cincinnati's defense has not been that great. Keenan Allen has been a stud. He's number nine on the season right now. Uh, He's just, yeah, he's been everything you could hope for. I love Keenan Allen. He's one of my favorite players. He's one of my favorite wide receivers. I just love him for PPR, uh, averaging 17 points a week. So him versus Devonta Smith, again, I think that I have the clear advantage in the starting wide receiver category uh, from a PPR perspective. But I could see Devonta Smith getting a little bit of an uptick. He was pretty frustrated last week, and they gave uh, Jalen Rager quite a few targets that they probably should have given to Devonta Smith last week. So I could see those going his way a little bit more this week. Now, the tight end position, he's going to be going Logan Thomas up against Vegas. Um, Don't love that too much uh, for me to play against that. I do love Logan Thomas. He's going to be healthier um, another week back back in the shape. And uh, I've got Kyle Pitts up against Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay's secondary is still reeling, but the problem with Kyle Pitts is just, man... Atlanta has no weapons whatsoever other than Kyle Pitts and Cordero Patterson. And it's just, it sucks for Kyle Pitts because he's being treated as the number one wide receiver. He's basically like a wide receiver in build, speed, athleticism, all that stuff. But like he was supposed to be getting the tight end treatment. That's why everyone was so excited about him. I didn't want Kyle Pitts, the wide receiver. I wanted Kyle Pitts to be a tight end. 
I wanted him to be playing against the nickel cornerback, the third cornerback on the team. But no, Atlanta had to trade Julio Jones. They Calvin Ridley had to go on a mental vacation. It's just, I feel it sucks because Kyle Pitts is going to be great long term. But right now, I just don't know if I can rely on him to be elite for fantasy. We all have seen his potential, but man, Pitts is a very apt uh, last name for him because sometimes he can be the Pitts and just absolutely skunk my team. So um, I think I give the slight advantage to Kyle Pitts because of his ceiling, but I do think that Logan Thomas has a much higher floor than Kyle Pitts. Now, the flex position, I'm going to be going Chris Godwin and Rashad Bateman. Uh, Bateman up against Pitt and Godwin up against Atlanta. I do love the Godwin play this week. Indy was able to keep down Mike Evans and Chris Godwin pretty pretty well last week when they played Tampa, um, but I just do not think that Atlanta's going to be able to shut both of these guys down. Uh, Godwin was getting quite a few targets, and he does seem like he's more of Brady's go-to to move the chains down to down. Mike Evans is more of the red zone guy that Brady looks to other than Gronk. Um, so I do love Chris Godwin. I think that they're going to be able to move the chains quite easily up against Atlanta this week. Uh, I would not be surprised if they put up like 45 points on Atlanta this week. So I, I love Chris Godwin. Um, he's going to be playing Javante Williams up against Kansas City and Jacoby Myers up against Buffalo. I do not love the Jacoby Myers against Buffalo. Um, Mac Jones up against Buffalo is a scary thought. As in itself, um, he's a rookie going against one of the better defenses, one of the better pass rushes in the NFL. So uh, we'll see how that goes. I don't love it. Jacoby Myers, he might be fine for a floor because of PPR, but he could have absolutely no ceiling. Um, and Javante Williams up against Kansas City. If Javante had the backfield to himself instead of him and Melvin Gordon, I would love it a lot more. Kansas City's defense has been getting better, but not fixed completely yet and Denver their offense is a little um hit or miss I would say uh week to week it's hard to tell which what which one is going to show up is it going to be the good Teddy Bridgewater or the bad Teddy Bridgewater um Javante's been explosive but it's just it's literally just a 50-50 timeshare with him and Melvin Gordon so he's very limited in his ceiling this week. I think his ceiling is probably like 15, 16 points, which is pretty much what he's been doing all year long. So uh, maybe 20 if he can get a touchdown, but I wouldn't bank on that. And then on the flip side, we got Rashad Bateman up against Pittsburgh. Um, Bateman's been okay so far this year. He's had a couple good games. Um, He's getting more and more involved in the offense. Last year or last week, he had four targets, four receptions for 31 yards. It's just they're not really using him up against Cleveland last week. They didn't. They just could not get anything going. Cleveland does have a very good secondary. Pittsburgh, on the other hand, does not. They they're not the best secondary out there. So uh, you can definitely score some points on them. Their defense has been struggling heavily. Uh, so I would say that Pittsburgh, you can definitely throw on them. So I do like Rashad Bateman, and I expect a little bit of a bounce back from him and Hollywood Brown this week. So. Ultimately, I am favored in this matchup up against Rick. I like my chances, but anything can happen. I liked my chances last week up against uh, up against Jim, and I was the lowest scorer in the league. So my team is the ultimate like boom. Not not even boom. My boom is like an okay week in our league right now. So it's like the boom 
no floor team of yeah it's been it's been a fun year of fantasy for me in this league but uh yeah we'll see if i can ultimately beat rick this weekend hopefully secure myself a playoff spot and uh let my plan come to fruition all right now the next matchup is dan up against keelan this one is only interesting just because keelan if he somehow manages to beat dan could possibly still lock up a playoff spot somehow if he loses he's done there's no chance he can lock up a playoff spot but if he wins there is still a world where he can get the number six seed um so it's a little interesting there keelan's going to be playing lamar jackson up against Pitt again their defense has been reeling the last couple weeks on the flip side though dan is going to be playing Taysom hill up against dallas on thursday night Uh, i do probably lean lamar jackson here lamar is just He's such a good weapon. He He's not been the best for fantasy this year. Um, he's number eight overall right now, but he should be more than capable up against Pittsburgh this week. Now, running back-wise, I think that this is where it's just so silly. Um, Jonathan Taylor up against Houston. Good luck there. And Alexander Madison up against Detroit. Madison with no Dalvin Cook against one of the worst defenses in the NFL. Uh, he should be more than fine. He should probably he's probably going to get about 22, 23 points this week. So good luck there, Keelan. Up against Cordero Patterson and Mark Ingram, um, yeah, that's where if Mark Ingram is kind of interesting if Dalvin Cook doesn't play. But again, this New Orleans offense just is the it's so bad right now. It's just terrible. Uh, they don't have any weapons. They really have a struggling offensive line. And the quarterback situation has just been a nightmare all year long. So, yeah, I'm not loving Mark Ingram too much there. And Cordero Patterson up against Tampa Bay, um, because he's such an explosive weapon, I think it's fine. But he's going to have to do most of his his work through the air, not on the ground, because there's no way you're going to be able to run on Tampa. Um, But we'll see how Patterson does this week. He might be just fine. Um, I think he has a solid floor. I think that he could easily go out there and get like three touchdowns again. He's been doing that quite a lot. I think he has like multiple games with two plus touchdowns on the season. So um, ultimately I do give the advantage to Jonathan Taylor and Alexander Madison here. I mean, yeah, it's two of the worst run defenses in the NFL and two of the best running backs um, when they, they're just workhorses. They're going to get all of the work for their team. Now wide receiver, We got Terry McLaurin and Tyler Lockett for Keelan up against Cooper Cup and Tyreek Hill. Again, it's a tough matchup for for Keelan. Um, McLaurin up against Vegas should be fine with Taylor Heineke. I'm rooting for him. Keelan, I'm I'm hoping he gets like 30 points this week uh, because that means Taylor Heineke's probably doing all right as well. Uh, Tyler Lockett's biggest problem is Russell Wilson and his hammer fist right now. He's just, he can't throw the ball. It's Russell Wilson, if he was fully healthy, it would have been great. But he can't throw the ball, and that's hurting literally everyone around him. So I don't love that too much. Meanwhile, on the other side, you got freaking Cooper Cup up against Jacksonville. Tyreek Hill against Denver is pretty tough. Um, Denver's been good against them in the past. They they have a good way of shutting down Tyreek Hill, but Cooper Cup might be more than capable on his own to just score enough points. I know that the Rams have been down the last couple weeks, but again, I don't think it matters too much. Now, this is where it gets a little interesting. Mike Gusecki up against the Giants versus uh, Zach Ertz up against Chicago. 
Keelan has Zach Ertz. I actually prefer Zach Ertz this week over Mike Gusecki. Um, Gusecki's a little hit or miss. He had a down week last week, which means he'll probably have a little bit of a bounce back week this week. But Zach Ertz has been very good. Um, you're kind of seeing that resurgence with the Cardinals of what he used to be back in Philly. And it's a good matchup. DeAndre Hopkins might miss again. So he might, they might need Zach Ertz in this game. So I do like that quite a bit. And Kyler Murray should be back this week. Now, here's the biggest problem for Keelan. Um, the flex position. Right now he has Antonio Brown in there, but Brown's not coming back for a couple more weeks. Uh, they, I think they said two more weeks, so week 15 at the earliest. Um, so he's going to have to find a replacement. And Rondale Moore going against Chicago as well. Uh, the problem for Keelan is he's just so thin. A.J. Brown, Julio Jones are both on IR. Um, they're both on bye this week anyway, so they, they he wouldn't have been able to play them anyway. Um, Austin Hooper is on bye. Chris Carson's on IR. Mike Davis, I wouldn't want to play him against Tampa, and you're playing Patterson anyway. Zach Moss against New England, not loving that either. Uh, Giovanni Bernard, Nico Collins, Tyler Conklin. It'll probably be Conklin or Foreman or Hilliard um, that he's going to replace Antonio Brown with, which is not great for your second flex. That's just the weakness of not being a super deep team like Dan because now he's rocking Justin Jefferson up against Detroit and Stephon Diggs up against New England. Um, Diggs against New England, I think they're going to shut him down quite heavily. I would not be shocked if Dan rotates away from him in this matchup because... Again, New England's known for one thing, taking away your number one weapon. Uh, New England's at home. Uh, No, sorry, Buffalo's at home. So, yeah, I don't love that too much for Stephon Diggs. But he could always go Ezekiel Elliott. He has so many freaking weapons. It's it's nuts. Damian Harris up against Buffalo. Um, Even Darnell Mooney against Arizona. If you really wanted to just be safe with the high floor, uh, you could play Mooney this week. So, yeah, Dan's team, he's just so deep that it, it might not matter. Oh, and he's also getting a trade, FYI, ding, ding. Um, we'll see who it ultimately is for, but uh, him and Ken have locked up a trade, just dropping it here. Um, James Robinson and Aaron Rodgers for uh, for LaVishka Chanel and Dan's first-round pick. So Dan's going to be adding uh, Aaron Rodgers and... Uh, James Robinson. So he'll probably just put in Robinson over Diggs, to be honest with you. So yeah, good luck, Keelan. It's not looking too good, but it is kind of interesting. Now, James, he is going to be playing Ken this week. Ken, who had the number one points in the league last week. Um, It's a good matchup for James. These two did play earlier in the season, and James actually lost to Ken last time too. Uh, But... Win and you're basically in, James, so no pressure. But, yeah, I'm I'm pretty sure that it, he's going to win this week. I do like his team, especially after uh, Ken gets rid of uh, James Robinson tomorrow. So uh, there's that. But, yeah, I need James to win out so that Rick can lose out and get knocked out of playoffs. So, yeah, I'm rooting for you in this one. But breaking down the quarterback matchups, we got Patrick Mahomes up against Denver versus Matt uh, Stafford up against the Jacksonville Jaguars for Ken. Pretty easy for me to give Mahomes the advantage in this matchup. I do like Matt Stafford. I know he's been struggling quite a bit the last few weeks, but Mahomes is getting better. He's getting back into rhythm, 
and Matt Stafford's kind of falling down. So they're just on opposite trajectories right now. So I do give the advantage to Mahomes there. Now, running backs. We got Jamal Williams up against Minnesota for James with no DeAndre Swift, which is a great play, and Clyde Edwards-Alaire versus Denver. Denver's run defense has been pretty good, so I don't love that too much, but it should be fine. Like Clyde has a decent floor. Um, He's not going to kill you in the run game. And Ken is going to be rocking Miles Gaskin, who is one of the most inconsistent running backs in the NFL right now, going up against the Giants' run defense, which has actually been pretty good this season. And I don't know who his second running back is going to be. Just looking at it, taking a guess, uh, probably Latavius Murray or Ty Johnson. Um, Probably Ty Johnson is who I would go uh, up against Philly. But yeah, it's a definite advantage, I think, for for James in the running back department. Um, Miles Gaskin, you can't trust him too much. James Robinson is going to be gone. He's playing the Rams anyway. But yeah, probably Ty Johnson up against Philly. And the Jets offense, you can't trust either. So um, definite advantage, very slight advantage to James in the running back department. Now, wide receiver, we got Adam Thielen and Jalen Waddle for Ken. Do love those two quite a bit this week. Up against Hollywood Brown against Pittsburgh and Jamar Chase against the Chargers. I probably give the advantage to Ken in the wide receiver department. Thielen against the worst defense in the NFL. Adam Thielen was just a touchdown machine. Everyone's been talking about how he's supposed to come back down to earth for years now, and it's just not happening. So, um, yeah, I don't see it happening. I think he could easily get another touchdown this week. And Jalen Waddle has just been so good for PPR. Um, he's probably going to have another like 10, 11 targets in this game up against the Giants. So I do like that quite a bit. Now, Jamar Chase should be okay this week. Um, and then... Hollywood Brown up against Pittsburgh. Again, I said I think there's going to be a little bit of a bounce back uh, for the Baltimore Ravens this week against Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh, you can definitely throw on him. So I think that he's going to have a good week, kind of a sneaky week, but I do prefer Ken's two starting wide receivers over James's this week. Now, the tight end position, we got Dalton Schultz for for Ken up against Pat Fryermuth for James and the problem with Pat Fryermuth, just if you're not aware, James is uh, he is going through the concussion protocol right now, so he's not guaranteed to to play this week. So you might have to pivot to Colt Komet, which wouldn't be the worst, but uh, yeah, definitely would prefer Fryermuth if he can make it on the field up against Baltimore. Um, Dalton Schultz though has been very good this year for fantasy. Noah Amari Cooper should be fine for him every time they like throw him the ball they are able to move the sticks but they always just like wait until the third fourth quarter to really involve Dalton Schultz it's been kind of oddly frustrating by the uh, Cowboys this year so hopefully they'll get him involved early Um, so I probably give the slight advantage there to Ken uh, just because of the past performance of Dalton Schultz though Fryermuth definitely has a higher ceiling than Schultz uh, because he could get two touchdowns any single week, as we've seen a few times now. So um, do like that for Ken in this matchup. All right, now the tie, uh, the flex position, that's where I think that uh, that James takes it back. He's got Deontay Johnson up against Baltimore and T. Higgins against the Chargers. Um, man, James just really loves that N- or AFC North, those teams up there, because he's got... S- Higgins, Chase, uh, 
Friar Muth, Deontay Johnson. You should probably trade for uh, Chase Claypool too, you know, if you really wanted to finish the stack there. But uh, that said, I do like both of those guys this week. And he's going up against Russell Gage, going against Tampa, which could kind of be a sneaky start this week. Um, again, Tampa, you can throw on him. It all depends which Matt Ryan we get this week. Uh, if he shows up and can play semi-competently, then Russell Gage might be okay. If he's complete garbage like he's been the last couple weeks, which I kind of anticipate him being garbage in this matchup because uh, Tampa Bay, their rushing attack is going to eat that Atlanta offensive line alive. Uh, so not a big fan of that. Matt Ryan's going to have no time. He's going to get flustered early and it's just going to be kind of a train wreck for Atlanta in this matchup. And Ken is also rocking Noah Fant up against Kansas City. I do like Noah Fant quite a bit in this matchup, but again, I just like Deontay Johnson. He's so solid for PPR and T Higgins. Stacking him and Jamar Chase kind of risky a little bit in my opinion, but I don't hate it either. I I do think that um, the Chargers defense has been not as competent as people want it to be this year. So uh, I do think there's opportunities there to to uh, to score some points for both of those guys. So uh, I do like James in this matchup, but again, Ken has pulled out some some pretty surprising victories. He's got a victory over me. Uh, me, Braden, and James this year. All three of us are in the fight for the last couple playoff spots. So it's just kind of ironic that those are the three teams that Ken has beat all season. Now, the next matchup is very important for playoffs. Braden is going up against uh, Eric, and it is <laughs> this is so important because Braden has to win a single game to absolutely ensure that he makes playoffs because uh, if James wins out or myself win out he would be the odd man out uh, if he doesn't pick up a victory so Rick would make playoffs James and I would make playoffs over him Eric is locked for playoffs but he's fighting right now for the second bye over Ryan so it's very important that that Eric gets a win this week so it, this one is just very very critical for both teams um unlike the next matchup. So I'm going to put a pin in this one real quick and just jump on the last matchup real fast and come back to this one because this one has such big implications. I want to talk about Jim versus Ryan really quick. Um, Ryan is going to get absolutely smashed in this one, which is just kind of funny, um, or he's projected to get smashed. I'll say it that way. Uh, Ryan has pulled magic out of his hat just like Keelan has in the past, but (laughs) Ryan does not have an RB2 this week. Um, he's, he's got Nick Chubb on by, he's got no Debo Samuel. He's got no Devonte Adams this week. Uh, it's just, it's a rough week. He's got no Cortland Sutton really all year because Cortland Sutton just been bad. Um, yeah, it's, it's, a uh, it's not looking great for Ryan this week with all the buys and everything that he's going through. Um, DJ Moore's on by as well. David and Joku's on by. So it's just kind of rough there. But yeah, he's he's projected to get absolutely smashed. If he loses this week, it is huge again because he's battling Eric for that number one or that number two bye week uh, going into playoffs. So Ryan needs to win basically one more game, um, and he needs to win, and, and Eric needs to lose one game so that he can confirm 
the second bye, but it's looking like he's going to lose this week, which would be very, very uh, unfortunate for Ryan. So um, real quick, running through quarterbacks, Dak Prescott versus Justin Herbert. Dak against New Orleans, Herbert against Cincinnati. Do like Justin Herbert this week against Cincinnati, so give the advantage there to Jim. Uh, Running backs, we got Elijah Mitchell and J.D. McKissick, who might not even be playing, which is where Ryan would have no running back two right now on his roster. Sony Michelle, I guess, would be the number two guy for the team. Um, Yeah, I do like uh, the Elijah Mitchell against Seattle start quite a bit. I think he could have a very nice game this week. But uh, on the flip side, we got Daryl Henderson and Saquon Barkley for Jim. Give the advantage there. Daryl Henderson, if he doesn't play, I think that uh, Kamara will be will be playing this week, so he's going to put him in over Henderson, so that it should be just fine. Advantage there again to Jim. Wide receiver, we got Corlin Sutton and DeAndre Hopkins for Ryan. Hopkins might not play. Corlin Sutton's been garbage all year long. Up against Mike Evans for uh, Jim and DK Metcalf. Metcalf has been bad because Russell Wilson, again, can't throw the ball deep down the field accurately at all. Uh, So I don't like that as much, but I do like Mike Evans against Atlanta. So advantage there um, because DeAndre Hopkins might not play. And that would mean Debo Samuel, or not Debo, but Odell Beckham Jr. is Ryan's number two wide receiver. And maybe advantage slightly to, to Ryan in the wide receiver department. Tight end, definite advantage there for Ryan. George Kittle up against Tyler Higby for um, for Jim. Yeah, George Kittle, no Debo Samuel, should have a monstrous game this week. But then that's when you get into the flex position. You got Chase Claypool up against Baltimore, uh, Alvin Kamara up against Dallas, and T.Y. Hilton or Hunter Henry or Melvin Gordon. There's quite a few guys on on Jim's bench that he could replace Daryl Henderson with if Kamara has to go in his starting running backs over Henderson. So um, the problem for Ryan is if Debo, or DeAndre Hopkins doesn't play, Debo's already out, he might put Gronk in, but he's very, very thin at his depth this week just because of all the injuries. So um, I do give the advantage in this one to Jim but it does have important ramifications for playoffs. Ryan needs to get a victory, at least one victory in the next couple weeks. All right, now jumping back to Eric versus Braden. I wanted to touch on that last one, like I said, because it's so important for Ryan has to get a win, but it's a it's a less important matchup because Jim is eliminated from playoffs at this point in time. Now, again, Braden has to win to confirm playoffs. Eric needs to win to confirm the second bye. Um quarterbacks we got Joe Burrow against the Chargers we got Josh Allen against New England the the projections say Josh Allen against New England but I probably give this to Joe Burrow in this matchup um I New England is just so they, our defense is just so good uh I, I think they're gonna give Josh Allen quite a few issues I know that they're at home but these two always play low scoring games uh so I could see that being a little bit more of a defensive shootout in this one versus an offensive shootout. So um, I think that Josh Allen might struggle a little bit in this matchup. Now running back, I do give uh, the advantage here pretty heavily to to Braden. He's got Joe Mixon and Austin Eckler. Uh, these two are playing each other, um, but these two have just been, they're the number two, number three running backs on the season for good reason. They've just been so, so consistent on the year. 
Josh Jacobs and Antonio Gibson for Eric. Antonio Gibson fight might finally be healthy, and there might also be no uh, J.D. McKissick, so he might have a very, very monstrous performance in this one. Hopefully, again, um, I've got Taylor Heineke, so I'm rooting for Gibson to get quite a few dump-off passes, take him 90 yards to the house. Uh, would work for both of us, Eric, but yeah, I do give the advantage to Braden in the running back department. Now, wide receiver, we got Brandon Ayuk and Amari Cooper, who may or may not be playing for Eric. Um, if he's not playing, I'm sure Brandon Cooks would probably slot in for Amari Cooper, uh, but they're up against Michael Pittman Jr. and Christian Kirk. Um, Ayuk up against Seattle. Do love that again. No Debo. Ayuk was very good last year with no Debo. Um, Amari Cooper, if he plays, should be fine, but I don't know if he's going to play. So uh, we'll see there. But Brandon Cook's up against Indy. We'll, we'll just assume that he's in there as of right now. Um, I do like Brandon Cook's up against Indy quite a bit. The Tyrod Taylor uh, Houston Texans are quite a bit better than the non-Tyrod Taylor Texans. So, um, but on the on the flip side, we got Christian Kirk up against Chicago and Michael Pittman up against Houston. Uh, Pittman should be fine. Kirk might struggle a little bit in this matchup, so I probably give the advantage to Eric in that department. Though I do think it is pretty close. Now tight end, we definitely have the advantage for Braden. He's got Travis Kelsey up against Denver versus Foster Moreau up against Washington. Moreau, last time he played because of the Waller injury earlier in the season, he was more than fine um, in that one game. But yeah, it's Travis Kelsey we're talking about here. So there's just, he's just so good. So uh, it's like starting a wide receiver in your in your tight end spot. So that's that's perfectly fine for me. All right, now the flex position. Again, this could get a little bit interesting if Eric doesn't have Amari Cooper tomorrow night. Um, if he doesn't, he's he's playing James Conner up against Chicago, which is a little interesting. Um, Chicago's run defense has been pretty good on the season, uh, but if if he can't play Amari Cooper, his second his second flex is probably going to be like Mike Williams up against Cincinnati. It's not the worst matchup, but he's just been so inconsistent. It's hard to trust him um, every single week. So. Yeah, I would probably give the advantage to to Braden, who is going to be rocking Mark Andrews and Devonta Freeman. Um, there's, I mean, I might consider Jerry Judy if I was you, Braden. Um, Pittsburgh's run defense has been still pretty good. Uh, you can throw on them, but you can't really run the best on Pittsburgh right now. Kansas City, you can throw all day. Jerry Judy, I think, might have a higher floor than Devonta Freeman. So just my two cents. But uh, Mark Andrews, Mark Andrews is more than capable in your flex, though. So um, I do probably give this is like a 50 50 coin flip, in my opinion. Um, If it's James Conner and someone like Mike Williams versus Mark Andrews and Devonta Freeman, that's literally a grab bag. Take your take your champion, whoever you want to play. But um, if it's Jerry, Judy and Mark Andrews, I might give the slight advantage to Braden right there. So. We'll see how that goes. Again, this is a very important matchup on paper. Uh, if Braden wins, he does lock up a playoff spot. Um, there's no way that I can kick him out. I'm too far behind in points. Uh, he would have me locked out. And uh, I think James as well because we would be a game behind him with one game to go. So um, he's got 
he's got me in points and he he's catching on James pretty closely. So uh, it would basically be me as the odd man out in that scenario. So um, yeah, if Braden wins, playoffs are locked in. If he loses, uh, it, it comes down to his matchup up against Rick in week 14. And again, Eric needs to win to try and secure that number two buy for the for the playoffs. And to be honest with you, if I had to pick, I'd probably want Ryan to get the buy uh, just because I don't really want him to play me in the in the uh, in the first round of the playoffs because more than likely Eric or uh, Ryan will finish third. One of those two will finish third. I am, if I can make playoffs, I'm going to finish sixth. And uh, I don't want to play Ryan in round one of the playoffs. So, to be honest, I'd prefer to play you, Eric. So, yeah, I'm hoping that you lose. Uh, and Braden wins, secures his playoffs. And uh, Ryan ultimately wins over Jim as well, just to secure that bye. But yeah, we'll see how that goes as we move along here. Um, very important week again, and yeah, it's getting fun. Fantasy football is uh, heartbreaking, and I love it, but I also hate it. So we'll see how it goes this week, and we'll see if I can get a win, if my master plan of a trade ultimately pays off or if it blows up in my face yet again, and Rick ultimately wins this year and gets the 110 overall. So that's more than likely what's going to happen, knowing my luck this season, but we'll yeah, we'll just play it by ear and see how it goes. So thank you guys so much for listening to the week 13 breakdown. Uh, looking forward to seeing how the playoffs shake off here in the next couple of weeks. Uh, and if you guys have any last minute trades, make sure you get them in this week. Thursday, I think, is the trade deadline for players that you want to use during playoffs. I would ultimately like to uh, eliminate the trade deadline. I'd be down for it, but uh, I doubt it'll probably pass because you guys are all curmudgeons with that kind of stuff. But uh, yeah, good luck this week. Thank you guys for listening and good night. 